0: T.I.A.A. is on a mission. Why? Because 54% of Black Americans don't have enough savings to retire. So in collaboration with big-name artists like Wyclef Jean, T.I.A.A. released Paper Right, new music inspiring a new financial future. With 100% of streaming sales going to a nonprofit that teaches students how to invest. Stream Paper Right now and help close the gap. I think there's bad advice coming from everywhere, myself included. Sometimes I try to do the best that I can to give advice that is like, you ultimately have to figure it out, right? I I think some of the best coaches and teachers do that, not to toot my own horn, but I think that's an important part of being a responsible advice giver is letting people know that generalized advice doesn't quite cut it. Now, I think for a little while in, in our development, we need to like fake it till you make it right. Like try on a, a, a uniform of sorts, try on an avatar, right? It's like a young guy looking at someone like Gary Vee and saying like, okay, I'm going to emulate that for a while. And I think that's important to try that out and see what that feels like. But that is only one type of person and one way of being. I've been working on these series of episodes with my friends at Personality Hacker about personality types and careers, and they've been doing one personality type at a time, Myers-Briggs personality types. And in those episodes, they've been covering the dominant, creative, normalizing, and harmonizing subtypes. And the subtypes are based on uh, a whole bunch of technical details. But largely, there's a relationship to neurotransmitters. Dominant tends to have a relationship with testosterone. Creative has a relationship with dopamine. Uh, uh, create, uh, harmonizing has a relationship with estrogen, which produces oxytocin. And then the normalizing has a relationship with serotonin. And I think these different subtypes sort of show up in the world in different ways, showing or expressing different ways of living. Now, I like you think about the personality type sense and people give advice all the time that is simply a version of, of uh, be me. <laughs> Especially the types that are very high in executive functioning and really good at navigating the external world, like managing resources, knowing how to invest their money, knowing how to allocate resources. Not only just in terms of like their natural brain wiring and curiosity, but perhaps a relationship to the way that they were brought up, maybe they were uh they, they grew up middle class and they had opportunities than more opportunities than others did uh or more rich or 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 less so and they even sometimes if they had like a poverty stricken situation, that requires a different level of circumstances to surmount than a different type of person, and they may have had to use their own tools to do that. You know, perhaps they wrote stories and they created art and found their own narrative and found their own way to weave as an individual person through their circumstances versus maybe joining a collective and, you know, being someone who developed some consistency in their life, right? Some people talk about consistency as the most important thing you need for success. Some people talk about Investment and pure, pure on working hard and hustle culture and dominating and stuff like that, which is viable for plenty of people, but not for everybody. Um, and then there are others that preach, you know, manifestation and being more relaxing and and finding the flow in life and you know things will just come and and, and that that actually does work for some people because <laughs> it taps into a certain type of flow in the way that they operate that is in sync with who they are. Right. And then others can really thrive in climbing the ranks and nine to five job. And then others are just like music producers. They do it every day. They're performers. They do it every day. They love that. They, they have passion and they want to make big things happen. So to go back to these like subtypes, I think it's really interesting to think about, you know, first of all, the attunement to what we need for a happy life is really hard to figure out on its own. You know, I think systems are important to help, like maps and models are important, but I think mostly it's a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of, let me try this. Okay. That doesn't feel right. Or that doesn't actually work. Or this feels like I'm pushing too hard and you need contrast. So you need a couple of things to try. And, you know, even me saying that you need to try multiple things is a little bit biased towards the way that I think. I'm an INTP and I like variety. And sometimes it might actually be helpful for someone to look back into, like, their parents' history and almost get into a nepotism situation where you're following your parents' path. Some people really love that. Like, my dad was a cop, my dad's dad was a cop, my dad's dad's dad was a cop, so I'm going to be a cop. And that defines your trajectory and you get a chemical reward for going in that direction. Right? So it's part of the reason this episode or this podcast is called happy chemicals is cause it's about attuning to what gives us our natural chemical rewards. I mean, that's ultimately what flow is. It's like everything is operating. The whole lymphatic system is doing its genius. It's just, everything's in sync. Everything's going well and you can, you can focus, You've got good energy. You can breathe. You're well fed. You don't have you know physical needs. You're just you're just in it, right? And you over time develop the means to figure out how to get yourself there because life is constant attunement. There is no end state unless you know until death, really. You know, so it's it's perpetually and constantly fine tuning to a place of figuring out like how to get yourself into that flow and even me intellectualizing this on the podcast again, biases towards me being an INTP. You may already be doing that in your own way by getting to know people's stories and figuring out almost what kind of um, feelings or identity to evoke in order to be in a certain flow, not necessarily a thought process or who you spend your time with or how you allocate your resources it may be, you know, any number of those things. It's a matter of attuning to what your actual feeling and circumstance is. And when I say feeling, I mean sensation, like the chemicals, the flow, and all of that stuff. So when it comes to like the dominant and testosterone, it's this interesting relationship to uh, needing to. You know, most most of the time, the dominant is looking for amassing as much resource as possible. So you get a lot of advice online that's just like work hard and hustle and you want a big life and you want to be a millionaire or multimillionaire. And it's gathering a big audience. It's putting out a big product or multiple products. It's finding the people who are going to get those things done, right? It's not about relating. It's about skills. And those people just have just a proclivity for that. I mean, it's not Necessarily that they're always going to be that and you're always not going to be that, but uh, some people are just there and then others are not there and it maybe takes a long time to attune to getting there. but usually it's circumstantial. you know you can you can join a job, you can get hired somewhere, and there's a high testosterone energy in the space. and because you've been there for a long time, your brain and your chemicals start to tune to being like that, right? I mean, that's, that's what we do as kids. It's like we're born into this world, and depending on our environment, we tune to what the cultural or parents' expectations are, and our brain adapts to the situation. So if our parents are exhibiting more of a dominant frame, we might become that. And uh, that's important to note, that your environment creates that. So if you're someone who is, who in the back of your head has this inkling that's just like, I really do want to be larger than life, like multimillionaire, like Vince McMahon level (laughs) type of person, then you need to surround yourself with the circumstances that are going to perpetuate that and start to tune your brain towards that. And that's going to take time. But you can actively make the choice to start going in that direction. It's going to be uncomfortable, but it's, it's you know, your brain's rewiring. It's going to take time. Um, but it's if that's where you want to go, then keep surrounding yourself with that. Now, it's also very possible to think that, especially as a man, that if you're in more of the harmonizing end, which is more of like the holistic, esoteric, one-on-one sort of behind the scenes, like almost advocate or consulting kind of person. It's like, it's, it's, it's going to be a longer journey. And also it may feel like as a man, it, it, it may feel like you have to be dominant and may cause this, this disparity. And I'll just say it like, that's what I'm feeling is that I'm feeling like I've needed to build a platform I've needed to amass a lot of followers. I've needed to make a bunch of money to prove, like, my masculinity or something. And I'm surrounded by people on Twitter, or I see a lot of, I I see a variety of people on Twitter, but I I definitely see more of the business owner types that are like, just do this. And it's like, not everyone can just do that. That's not, that's where you are. That's not where I am. And I'm more so attuning to the idea that, like, I'm more of a, a harmonizing space And actually needing to tune to where I am versus like thinking I need to be somewhere else, but my circumstances are not matching it. Right? Like it's one thing to think that I need to be more dominant and going towards that, but I'm not. So there's an acceptance of being where I am in a way. Um, If I'm not going to take the steps to go be more dominant or I've been more dominant in the past and it's just, it's, it's a lot of energy. (laughs) So it's just not the thing I want to be anymore. So to be in this holistic space, to be more harmonizing is tuning my life to a different temperature than I'm used to. And that, that itself takes time. I'm kind of in the middle of that shift, that complexity, that rewiring of sorts. And then you've got like, I think the creative uh, subtype is someone like a Richard Branson, Who is always going towards like high risk, high adrenaline situations? If you' there's an HBO Max documentary series. It's just called Branson, and it's about his story of creating the Virgin brand. And he's it's just a series of him like trying stuff, and he does it on a big scale. So I think he kind of oscillates between that sort of dominant energy and creative energy, but it's really just like high risk and the ability to. Um, like a lot of those risks like happened to pay off for him and that's not always going to be the case for everybody. Uh, obviously, cause he's one of the richest people in the world and not everyone is one of the richest people in the world. Right. And there's plenty of creative subtypes out there. But the idea being that he, he was driven towards risk taking and making big creative sponsorship choices and, um, wanting to do what he wants to do. And I think that's a really interesting example of someone seeking a dopamine excitement rush, the anticipation of doing something crazy and, um, you know, leaning into that being the star and he became basically the the face and the star of, of the, his virgin companies. And he, once he started to be that, it started to take off and he liked the spotlight. He liked the attention and all of that. um, you know, that's, that's a really important piece. It's like the dominant collects the resources and collects the audience and builds the platform. And then the creative uses the platform. And another part of Richard Branson's story is that he had someone that was helping him with the business side of things. So he had more of a dominant person doing all of the, the regulatory stuff and, and, uh, handling all the business things and, you know, he had people he collaborated with that made all the things work. He just expressed his desires and would be pretty adamant about making it happen. And so that to me is a really great example of someone being able to tap into that. Um, but it's that's just one example. Again, you know, he could be some other type of person. And then there's the normalizing, which is like someone who becomes... The CFO of a company, because they slowly rose through the ranks and they know the business and they've been a part of a business for 20 years and have just done the same thing for a long time. And they're very comfortable with it and they're not thrill-seeking. They're the opposite of thrill-seeking. They want consistency. They want regulation. They want, you know, they want to just be able to show up and know that their job is there for a long time. And people love that sort of thing. And great. The world's kind of built for that. If you can find a good job, then you can settle in and enjoy the ride, <laughs> you know, of sorts. Um, that's definitely not for me. I've had to do that. I think many of us have had to do that, and, uh, and and sometimes people give that advice. They're like, just settle down and get a job. You hear that cliche all the time, right? It's like, settle down, get a job, show up, be consistent, day in and day out, work all the hours you got to work and do the thing, right? It's just like, that's just the way it works. And it's like, nope, (laughs) based on these other subtypes and other personality types, it's like, it's not just the way it works. So exposure to these other subtypes and these other sort of ways of being, not only just career-wise, but like living your life, I think is important to start to be aware of. Uh, The harmonizing, which I'm starting to move into, I'm realizing is more one-to-one focused, which is why like when i do this podcast i'm 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 able to display competency to you cuz i feel like i'm talking to one person and that that was the, something that clicked to me is like feeling like you know there are people who go on, on start podcasts or they're on youtube and they're like hey guys and I'm like trying to talk to everybody they're like trying to build a big audience and i always just feel like i'm talking to one person and i always feel like i'm at my best when I'm having a one-on-one conversation with somebody and can really bring my confidence to the table and bring a calibration process to like their way of thinking, ask them some questions that kind of unstuck some things, or open a curiosity that like it's not going to hurt you to think about this or ask a question. And so I find myself being very um, attuned to being that. And I can't think of an example other than just, you know, you get more esoteric. It's more like the coaches, the, someone that is able to like sit with somebody, not necessarily therapist. Therapist might be, can be very much normalizing, but it's, it's kind of the opposite of the dominant, right? The dominant's trying to get all the attention. Uh, the harmonizing is more behind the scenes, maybe one-on-one consulting with the dominant person or with somebody else who needs, you know, sort of one-to-one attention. It can be emotional attention, but it's, it's really, um, it's smaller, it's focused. And one thing I realized for me is that I don't really have ambitions to like take over the world. Like I don't have big capitalistic ambitions. I have no problem with capitalism, but I don't like, I want enough to like not have to think about it. I want enough money to not have to think about money. And that's, that's really it you know, I don't need more than that. Um, and, and that's ultimately what stresses me out uh, personally is having to pay the bills on such a tight timeline and schedule. And right now there's like, I have consistency with work, but it's like, that comes at the cost of some freedoms. And also my wife and I only have one car and she's, you know she does a lot more stuff around town than i do so i feel a little stuck in terms of my autonomy and that's ultimately what i want is just like more of the freedom and autonomy to experience more things to talk to more people to be in more contexts in which i can be responsive to people's um, problems and to be supportive of them in some way in shape or form and then I got to figure out how to get paid for that, <laughs> you know. So, I've tried the coaching thing, and I may try uh, a small sample of coaching again with uh, a better pricing structure than I had in the past. And um, but I I always I prefer being in a context when I can be responsive in the moment versus like a scheduled call. I I don't like that scheduled call situation. But, you know, for me personally, it's just that's an element of what i really feel like i'm needing in this season of my life is to get some of the the money part squared away and figured out or to be able to do enough coaching that isn't so taxing on my time but is is rewarding and supportive of of my ability to display my competence to somebody and get feedback but then also be like actually helpful to someone in their life. Right. And it's taken me a long time to figure that out. And if I've, if I'm listening to holistically, if I'm, if I'm listening to someone's advice about, you know, what it's like to be a man or what it's like to be an INTP, what it's like to be an Enneagram one or what it's like to be, uh, I don't know, what do you have to do to compensate for being a short man <laughs> or what do you have to do to be a podcaster or you? what do you have to do to make money? You know, how much do you have to be like Alex Hermosi or how much do you have to be like this person or Oprah or whatever to be a success? It's like these things are incredibly specific individual uh, descriptions of what those things are be like the, the path is ultimately uh, individual through, you know, collectives and stuff, but you've got to really be able to attune and figure out for yourself what, you know, try some stuff and like figure out, make the decisions for yourself, like what ultimately will stick, you know? And so when we are looking for advice, there's going to be a lot of bad advice. It's just going to happen because the bad advice that we give is like, Sharing our winning lottery ticket, you know, and what works for us is not going to work for everybody, and what worked for somebody is not always going to work for us. But there are plenty of people who you can resonate with, and I think searching for and finding those resonant humans, the people you connect with, the people that you understand that maybe you have a similar story or similar way of thinking, having those people around. I think are pretty important. Uh, and then sometimes having someone of the opposite, you know, cause contrast reveals all things, right? So I don't think I would be able to be in this place. If I haven't tried being more of a dominant type, if I haven't tried really flexing the creative side, if I haven't really tried, um, being consistent and showing up at a job and feeling what that feels like. And, uh, I'm tracing back into my personal story and it's like yeah I've always I've always had some degree of this and this feels like more in line with where I want to be versus all the other stuff is 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 places where I feel felt like I should have been whether that's because of man being more dominant being the provider being the all those types of things or being an artist like I, I'm been a creative service person all my life and it's like, so I should probably be more creative, but creative subtypes are, are usually people making stuff because they want to make stuff. I'm usually making stuff because my clients are asking for stuff. And so that, that fit into more of a normalizing, consistent, responsive kind of way. And I'm still being responsive. So I'm trying to find places in which I can be more responsive And over time, when I've personally learned all of these different personality-type systems, when I've been trying to figure out my way of being uh, on a day-to-day basis, I so much more prefer to just be laid back, to be relaxed, to have conversations, to ask questions, to answer questions, to talk into my phone, to show up, not have to do too much heavy lifting technically, or administratively, um, or have to do like strategic planning. Like these are things I have to reach into and do. But uh, the more I can do less of them, that would be really nice. And uh, that's just what's resonating with me personally. And I think that's why I've been uh, accused on my YouTube channel of being um, on the INTP Happy Chemicals YouTube channel about um, being uh, more of a feeler type, or uh, a judger type even, who has shown up a little bit more prepared and um, been able to express myself more comfortably. And I, I'm okay being vulnerable. Um, I don't mind sharing my thought process. And I do have a, a desire to to help people. So I'm still calibrating to the specifics of what all of this means for me and my future and what I'm doing next but it, it'll probably manifest in some version of, of coaching or consulting. I just have to figure out some of the specifics, but I just, yeah, I thought it would be for me. I was trying to wade through some of the advice that I've seen generally around careers or career changes or coaching or development or building a business. And there's just so much to just be like, Nope, no, 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 that's you, man. That's not me. Right. And that's a lot of it. It's like, that's you. That's not me. And that's a long road to figure out what truly feels in alignment or in attunement. But, uh, I have a feeling it'll be worth it. So I appreciate you for listening to Happy Chemicals. If you want to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash happy chemicals and Leave some financial support there. Uh, that would be really appreciated. Or if you want to get something out of this, you know, there's a book that I wrote called Happy Chemicals: A Neurotic Memoir. It's not available on Amazon yet, but you can get it through Lulu Press, which is where it was uh, published digitally. And so if you go to bit.ly/happychemicalsbook, all lowercase, you can pick up the book. It's an EPUB file. You can load it into your, your Kindle app or whatever and read the book. And the book is really about getting to know this tension and release within myself of uh, comedy and tragedy. All of the mental health stories I've experienced and going into the depth of my own seriousness to come out to the, of the other side into like the comedy and expression of my own seriousness and ego attachment. You know, I, lo- I write a lot about my inner authoritarian, and my, what I call my inner Genghis Khan, and a lot of it has a relationship with women and sexuality, and my connection with relationships all throughout my life. I make a lot of jokes, do a lot of weird storytelling, and uh, there's also a lot of profundity in there too. <laughs> Just some, I don't know, quotes and stories and and. Things that are just kind of um, bits and pieces of my life, and things that I've learned, frankly, doing over 500 episodes of this podcast, as well over the last few years, and um, you know, trying to encapsulate a lot of my growth into that book. There will probably be more books in the future, but this one is a pretty big, important milestone for me. So, if you'd be willing to go check it out, it's a pretty short book, um, but I think it's got some good nuggets in there, and I would love to. Hear what you think. So bit.ly slash happychemicalsbook, all lowercase. So thanks again for listening. Patreon.com slash happychemicals. My name is Christian Rivera, and I'll catch you next time on Happy Chemicals. See ya.